Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Phil Switch. I am Phil Carut, and I am joined by my fearless co-host, Brock. Tamarino, the Phil Switch podcast is brought to you by Sal's Tire Caps. Sal's Tire Caps. For best results, put them on after you put air in your tires. Not before. Actually, not a bad piece of advice there from Sal. Uh, Brock, how you been doing? Uh, I, I know it sounds boring. I sound like a broken record, but same old, same old. Been a little busy at work here past couple of days, but other than that, same old, same old. How about you, Brock? Uh, you know, I, uh, I haven't been very busy at all, really. Been kind of a slow time uh, this time of year and uh, kind of getting some more things taken care of. Actually been able to take some time off, get some things taken care of around the house. Uh, not quite at the puttering age. I'm not puttering around the house, but uh, just able to get some little odds and ends done, making the wife happy, uh, you know, getting things organized, arranged, if you will. Brock, it sounds like you're uh, getting your affairs in order. No, no, nothing like that. I just, I'm, I'm just saying I have some extra time off, so I'm just getting some things taken care of that needed to be taken care of. All right, well, um, last week, uh, talk about World War III preppers, uh, preppers uh, giving us all kinds of advice and. Uh, I learned a lot, Brock. I don't know if you did. Of course, Tactical Tim was on to help us out. Uh, Tactical Tim put out a video again for us. I appreciate that. Um, a little short video there. Always appreciate when Tactical Tim can uh, help us out there and, uh, you know, give the world some knowledge. Uh, I believe the last one he put out was code names, the importance of tactical code names. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I catch, uh, I, I try to catch as many of the Tactical Tim uh, tips as I can, but uh, I, I miss some. So, you know, I, I don't feel like maybe I'm quite as tactically sound as I could be, but, uh, you know, I try to catch what I can. So uh, it does look like we have a caller here. Uh, Daryl, uh, Daryl, you're on the line with the fill switch. Uh, go ahead. All right, guys. So I heard you guys talking last week to some of the world war three preppers guys that uh, think something's going to happen so they build stuff in their basement and get all ready for it have spare cans of corn and stuff like that which by the way the human body doesn't digest corn i don't know if anybody knows that but i've had some wicked spells of uh corn doing a number on me uh anyway I, I I heard you guys mention the World War Three thing this episode, and I thought, well, I'll call in. I thought maybe you guys were done with that last week, but I thought I'll call in. Anyway, I was walking down the street, right? And uh, usually, I'm, you know, I'm when I'm walking the street, I'm trying to catch a gal, you know, lady friend, uh, a new uh, lady. I'm always looking out for new ladies. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've ever told you guys when I'm walking, I kind of I kind of got a swagger. I kind of let my shoulders just feel it you know i got my head up shoulders back chest out that way the kind of it really drives the women crazy when you do that you know you kind of walk like a you guys ever seen them roosters walk yeah i've seen roosters walk before uh, they kind of have their chest out i don't know where they have their shoulders because their shoulders are like off their wings and or feathers and they, well they have wings right but they don't fly so are they wings if they don't fly uh uh well, I guess, I mean, if a plane's on the ground, right? And the plane's on the ground, but it's not flying. It's still got wings. I mean, they don't call them like 
They don't call them like arms, do they? I don't think so. Anyway, I'm sorry, Daryl. I interrupted you. I got I lost my train of thought, to be honest. Um, anyway, you're walking down the street. Yeah, all right, sketches. I'm walking down the street, right? And I see this guy on a bench. And the guy sitting here, he's got a sign. He says, prepare for World War Three." And I saw this. It was interesting because I saw this same time you guys, around the same time you guys were doing your show. I saw, I, I listened to your show. Then I saw this guy and I'm like, well, that's weird. It's like, maybe God's giving me a sign or something. Maybe I need to plan. Um, I did take some notes, especially from that Tim guy. I took some notes down on how to be a prepper. And I thought, well, that makes sense. I mean, you got to be tough. I mean, none of them. I don't think anybody mentioned how tough you got to be. And I'm thinking like, well, you know, you guys go go up against somebody. You better be tough, right? So anyway, I ran to this guy. So I'm holding this sign. Now, uh, right off the bat, I'll say this guy had kind of a weird smell. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but he kind of had the smell of uh, devil's lettuce. Uh, I'm not familiar. Um, devil's lettuce? Uh, you know, wacky tobacco. Oh, okay, yeah I, under, yeah, I understand what you're talking about now. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, you know, like the Mary, marijuana, right? Anyway, I've never done that stuff. Don't, I think it, I don't know why you would, but anyway, I'd, I've been around buddies that have done it, and I kind of had that smell, that devil's lettuce kind of smell, and I was like, hey, guy, come on, what, what's this World War Three thing you're talking about? He's like, he's like, well, you better prepare because you know it's coming. And I said, well, you know, the world, I just, I actually just, I told him, I said, I tried to push your guy's show a little bit for you. I said, you know, I, I did actually just listen to the fill switch and they were talking about that on there. Guys were, you know, guys were talking about prepping, things like that. And he's like, well, uh, what, why do you think the world war three is coming? I said, well, I, I think it's obvious, you know, <laughs> I'm sitting here talking to guys. I, I think it's obvious. It's uh, you know, you got stuff like China, Russia, uh, I don't know, Sri Lanka in there? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think Sri Lanka's in there. Anyway, I told that guy that. I don't think he cared none anyway, but I said, you know, you got things like China, Russia, Sri Lanka, they're all doing stuff and kind of getting in the mix of stuff. And the guy's like, China, Russia, and Sri Lanka. He's like, I, who cares about them? I'm talking about Martians. I said, Martian? I, how you come up with Martians now? He said, well, think about it. He said, they're going to be real angry. I said, well, why is, why Martians going to be real angry? It don't make no sense. He said, well, we went up there and we did some exploration up there, right? We had them, what do we have them things like? We had them things driving around, going all around Mars and seeing where things were and saying, oh, hey, I thought we found water, but we didn't. It might have just been wind or it might have been like, I don't know, might have been like exhaust. Those Mars, do those Mars scooters have exhaust? Hey, uh, I have no idea, to be honest. I don't, uh, I know we sent things up there to, uh, research or whatever, but I don't know if they had, uh, exhaust. I, I mean, I, I, I would guess they did if they but if they're electric, I, I don't, I'm sorry, Daryl, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it don't matter anyway. Um, Anyway, this guy said, because, you know, we're up there trespassing. He said, we never asked to be, to have our uh, uh, little scooter things up there. And so we're trespassing, and that might make the Martians angry, and the Martians might come down here and take us, and it'd be World War Three. Well, I don't, I don't, see, I think World War is because the world is like, the world's fighting. 
Well, see, that's what I thought. And I told the guy, I said, well, I think it's World War Three because it's like I said, it's like the Civil War, right? America had a civil war because it was America versus America. And the world war would be like the world versus the world. And the guy's like, well, it could still be World War III because maybe the Martians could do some kind of thing where they like, you know, they like send down an, a couple aliens. Like, do you guys ever see that movie with uh, that old wrestler, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, where they were like aliens and stuff? And he said, maybe they could send it down like that. And we're thinking, oh, this, uh, my neighbor's my best friend and he's just a plain old human guy. And then you find out, well, dagnabbit, he's a Martian. He's been, I, I was wondering when he moved in three years ago, I thought things were kind of funny, but he's a Martian. And now he's been trying to get all my secrets and my information. And especially if you're one of them preppers and you got a Martian living next to you. Now he's like, well, I know all your secrets. You show me your bunker. So you're the first place it goes. And now the Martian's got your bunker stuff, including your extra corn, which I don't know how, I don't know if corn digest in the martian stomach but i know it don't do us no favors um that's why you can see it when you poop but anyway so the martian's been watching you all the time right and he's been paying attention to things that are going on and now he has got a straight line to your bunker with your extra food and you know the guys were talking about weapons and traps and all this stuff like that and i'm thinking to myself well, crap, this guy's got a point. This guy smells like devil's lettuce and holding this sign, prepare for World War Three. This guy's making absolute sense now. I'm just, I'm struggling to, uh, I, I guess I'm struggling to worry about Martians. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, as weird as it is, it's, this is kind of a logical argument this guy's making, but, um, I'm just struggling to with the whole belief that there's Martians. I would have thought like the, the, the Martians might have tried to uh, uh, get control of like uh, um, rovers or whatever. What do they call them? I think rovers up there and uh, would have maybe given us some, you know, sign that on purpose. Obviously, they don't want to give away the. I mean, if they're if the Martians are tactical, uh, they don't want to give us away, give away any of the information to us. So, but why did, so he, the, the guy thinks the Martians are just going to be mad because we sent rovers up? Well, that was only part of the explanation. See, the other part of the explanation, he said that, so the Martians are going to be mad because not only did we send rovers up, right? But we also made that movie Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he said the Martians didn't like how their planet was portrayed in that. And I don't know if this guy's got a direct line to the Martians. I don't know how that works. But this guy's pretty convinced that World War III is going to happen because of Martians. And uh, because of the fact that we used our rovers up there and the movie Total Recall. And he said he really didn't like the fact that we made Total Recall. The Martians probably don't like the fact we made Total Recall and then did a reboot of it. It's kind of like, you know, rubbing their nose in it. That is a... Uh that is an interesting theory on World War III, Daryl. Um, do you believe that? Well, I'll tell you this much. The guy didn't get me hook, line, and sinker, but <laughs> you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't swim by that worm a couple times, you know, <laughs> just try to check it out. Uh, if I were still in the pond, I'd probably swim by that, that worm a couple more times. I might, I might bite it. I don't know. All right. Well, um, 
That's interesting, Daryl. Anything else uh, with this guy? Oh, uh, no. After he got done talking about the Total Recall reboot, he uh, passed out. All right, good enough. Well, uh, Daryl, if you run into that guy again and uh, he gives you any more information about World War III or anything else, make sure to call back in and let us know. We would love to hear that here. That's That would be awesome to hear. All right, we'll do. I can do that. All right, uh, and with that, we uh, have another caller, Gil. Gil, you are on the uh, line with the fill switch. What's happening, Gil? Okay, guys. So I was sitting here listening to you guys live and just now, obviously. And I heard the most exquisite story from your previous caller, the gentleman who called right before me, who literally just hung up. I believe his name was Daryl. And first of all, I heard Daryl's um, rendition of a story a strange gentleman told him in regards to World War III and Martians. And I've got to say, I wouldn't, I know there, you guys there were giving a tone that kind of, you know, just kind of disregarded what Daryl said, but I've got a couple things. One, I wouldn't disregard what he said. Um, and I'll get to that in a second about aliens and probes and things like that. But let me get to this first. He mentioned that the guy uses, or he thought the guy was influenced by devil's lettuce. Is this correct? Yeah, yeah, he did mention that because neither Brock or I had um, heard that term for what he was referring to. Well, I can say that I've not heard the term used in that way, but I will say that I went to a Mexican restaurant one time when Ah, uh, let's see. Oh, yes. I was on vacation. Um, I forget. I think I was on the East Coast. I think it was the East Coast. Might have been the West Coast. I don't know. Anyway, I was on vacation, and I visited this, the most lovely, honestly, the most lovely Mexican restaurant, or I guess uh, uh, Mexican Restaurante. And I just remember I... I got a dish there. I didn't get an appetizer. And I got a dish. And the guy said, with the lettuce on the side, do you want, oh, what's the Spanish word for lettuce? I forget what the, anyway, he said, do you want the, uh, I'm just making something up here. Do you want the lettuce de Diablo? I don't think lettuce is the word for lettuce in Spanish, but let just work with me. He said, do you want the lettuce de Diablo, which would be lettuce, devil's lettuce. It's like lettuce de Diablo, lettuce of the devil in Spanish. Lettuce de Diablo. Is lettuce the word for lettuce in Spanish? No, that can't be. It's not lettuce de Diablo. Anyway, he said, do you want the lettuce de Diablo? And I said, well, what is that? And he said, it's the side salad and you can have the lettuce de diablo or you can have just um lettuce oh and i said well is the lettuce de diablo um authentic and he said si senor and i said okay um i'll take the lettuce de diablo then obviously if it's authentic 
And so, um, he brought back the lettuce de Diablo, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like lettuce with a bunch of sauce on it. I said it in my head because I didn't want to offend him. Anyway, after he left the table, I took a bite of that. I was going to take a bite of my chimichanga first, but I took a bite of the lettuce de Diablo. And I will tell you, the inside of my mouth burned like you would not believe. And I'll just say the exit wounds were atrocious. The entry wounds were nothing compared to the exit wounds. And I just remember thinking I was sitting there during the exit and I was like, oh, let us so de Diablo, never again, never again, never shall you touch my lips or the exit, I said to myself. And I said out loud, I think, I think I prayed a little bit. But that's my experience with Lettuce de Diablo. Um, I know that I said I would get to that first and then get to the Martians uh, because there was a story I had about an alien abduction. And I will tell you right off the bat that it was interesting. Um, how, long, well, how long is the story exactly, Gil? Uh, I mean, I can give you the cliff notes. Sure, let's do the cliff notes and, uh, yeah, let's do the cliff notes. Okay, so there I was. It was, oh, geez, <sighs> probably 10, 15 years ago. I'm walking on the road, right? I'm walking on the road, lone as a bird. You guys, you guys ever see birds outside of when they fly? You ever see birds in a huge group? Not often. Maybe pigeons, but they're dirty and filthy. But other birds tend to travel alone a lot. You see them alone. It's like, oh, I saw a robin. You don't say, oh, I saw five million robins on my yard. You saw a robin. Anyway, that's besides the point. I was walking on the road. And it was that time in the day like where it's the sun's going down, but the moon's also coming up. It's like, it's not like daylight time, but it's not nighttime. Do you guys follow me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I follow you. It's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Okay, so it's that time. Thank you, Brock. It's that time. And all of a sudden, I'm walking lone as a bird. And I feel warmth. And it's, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice day outside, but it's not hot. So like, I'm just feeling like, oh, this is the perfect temperature. It's perfectly regulated to my body. But now I'm feeling some real warmth. And I look up into the sky and I see the brightest light. And out of my peripherals, I can still see the moon and the sun. And I'm like, this is not the sun. I said, I, I remember thinking to myself, Gil, you're warm, you're feeling warmth, and this is not the sun that you're looking up at, Gil. I said, it's not the sun. What's going on? And as I said that, a little raccoon ran past, which was weird. I don't know why I remembered that, but I do remember that. A raccoon ran past, and I was like, oh, that's not the sun. There's the raccoon. This isn't the sun, I said. And so all of a sudden, I can feel the warmth, right? And I can feel the road beneath me. And then suddenly, I feel warmth, and I don't feel the road beneath me. Phil and Brock, at this time, I am being abducted into an alien spaceship. 
Now, I will say I don't know if it was Martians. I don't know if it was another species of alien or is it in a nationality? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how that works. Like if you're from uh, Mars, you're a Martian, but I don't, is, I don't think Mars is, an, I don't, is Mars a nation. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if it was uh, Mars's national species. But Mars national species, Mars's, is that with a Z then? Anyway, I don't know if these aliens originated from Mars, but there's, they were, I remember, I don't remember a lot, but I remember there was this, there was this portion of them that was very sweet and gentle. And there was this portion of them that was very aggressive and I remember when I first got up there, they were very sweet and gentle. And then they were very aggressive during the probing. Now the probing started. Uh, uh, Gil, I tell you what. Um, let's let's save the rest of or I, yeah, let's save the rest of that. Uh, we're almost out of time. I tell you what. The next time we're talking about aliens or Martians, call in, and uh, we'll let you pick that story up from uh right after uh the probing okay well i guess i guess that's okay but the probing really is the most exciting part of the story uh yeah Gil, you know i think it'd be best if uh when you call back in let's pick up after that because you know um that's something that might be between uh you and the uh aliens oh i don't think they would mind if i told it all Oh, that's okay. Uh, Gil, I tell you what, um, we're, we're out of time. Uh, so I hate to cut the story off right here. And, uh, we, when you call back in about the aliens, we'll remind you where you were at in the story and, uh, and we'll move on from there. Oh, that's not a problem. I'm actually writing it down right now. Um, I, I put down call in and I put down right when the probing started. Okay. Well, uh, thanks Gil. We appreciate it. And, uh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you uh, the next time we hear about uh, or we talk or discuss aliens. That sounds terrific, guys. I will call back then. Um, I listen to you guys every every week, so uh, I just can't wait to call back in. I think you're. I think it's going to take a turn that people aren't expecting. I wasn't expecting, uh, but I can't say that it was terrible. Um, and I think you guys will be really glad that you heard everything. All right. Uh, thank you, Gil. Um, yeah, thanks, Gil. You know, I feel like, I feel like if Daryl hadn't called, I feel like I should blame this on Daryl. I think I'm going to blame it on Daryl. Anyway, um, as always, guys, uh, that's, that's going to be it for us uh, this week. As always, thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to uh, check out my other podcast, The First and Fifteenth, which I co-host with uh, Cap over at Capluitz Media. You can check him out at capluitz.xyz. Uh, if you guys would like to reach out to us here at The Phil Switch, uh, you can find us at comedycigarsmusic.com. Also, you can reach us at thephilswitch at gmail.com. Again, that's thephilswitch at gmail.com. We wish you all a great week, and we'll talk to you soon here at the fill switch.